We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. In the name of Jesus, we will forever give you praise and magnify and adore your holy name. There's none like you. This afternoon, your children, we come to, we humbly come to you. Father, we have left it all to come into your presence and we pray and we ask in Jesus' name to come true. Touch us where it hurts. Heal us. Lift us, O Lord, to another level. Start, O Lord, a new generation with us. Bless us. That will be a blessing, truly. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are more than blessed. Glory be to God. Now, I just want to say a few important things. Then we take the communion. But I'll beg of you that um, let it today be today. Amen. Apply all the faith. Glory be to God. Apply all the faith that you'd have for this uh, afternoon's service. It just got past midday. That's why I'm using afternoon. Amen. Amen. Now, what I just want everyone to know, we've been learning about Jesus, that Jesus just didn't arrive. Jesus was made out of the word. Amen. Jesus was made out of the word. There are things that were said, or Jesus said about himself, or said concerning us, that has commissioned us. Are you there with me? Or that had been the backbone of the church. Are you there? One of it is, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. Meaning that every one of us has been sent. Every one of us are called. Is somebody hearing me? Another is, he that believes in me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works. That means we are to do exactly what he says. Another is that if we abide in him, are you there with me? Then John says, John 2, 6, first John 2, 6 says that uh, he that says he abides should walk as he walked. That means that we are to be just like him in every area of our life, wherever we find ourselves. So if we see us gathered here, we are all going various directions. Obviously, there are families here. And even with families, we still go to various places of work, various places of schooling and that, meaning that Jesus is going to be spread out. Is somebody hearing me? Jesus is really, really going to be spread out. And this community or our neighborhood or wherever we find ourselves, shouldn't be the same again. So God has a master plan. But one of the things that I just want you to know is that when God sends a word, he sends a man, he sends any of these guest preachers or all these messages that you are hearing, you must know that God has given you something great and it is in the form of a seed. Are you there with me? In Matthew chapter 13, in Mark chapter 4, in Luke chapter 8, the Bible talks about the parable of the sower. Amen. Remember in John, the Bible says that in the beginning, if we could have John chapter 1 verse 1 all through to 3 there, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. So as we are about to read the word, as we are about to look into the word, we are dealing with God directly. But one of the things that you have to know is that Jesus went on further to explain to you and I that actually it is in a seed form. 
Should I tell you something interesting? At the beginning of spring, I went to the range. Last year, I attempted, planted some tomatoes based on Angie's inspiration. Amen. And um, was growing, 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 growing. Then we were away for about a few days. And just as we were about to go, the tomatoes were about, they were just flowering. But when we came, they were dead. This time around, this year, I attempted it again. And at a point, there was a conversion which taught me a lot because the seeds in the park and the plants that were coming out, they are very different. The words you hear and the outcome, the God's outcome of your life is very different. Somebody will say that, why would the word make me prosperous? Why would the word heal me? If I look at the tomato that I bought in range and the plant right now there, at a point, at a stage, I took a picture and I showed it to my mentor. And she said, you know what? Patrick, separate them. They are too condensed. Isn't it what you said? Here are my witnesses. Go and see a plant. Even as I've separated them and how they've grown. But it tells me that this word that you are hearing. So one of the most important places to be is to hear this. Because you don't have a clue. You don't have a clue. The outcome of what you hear and what you are hearing. Very different. The plants at a point, I had to lift the pot up to separate because the rate at which they were growing, I couldn't keep them together again, even as they are growing. And even some have not even started flowering. And I'm telling you that eh, today, if I go to the range again, I buy another pack of this uh, type of either plum tomatoes or beef tomatoes, and I open the pack and I pour them in my hands, and you look at the plant. And even the Bible says that the sower soweth the word. But when the word is sown, straight away, the first is it falls on a ground where there is no covering. But in the explanation, Jesus made us know, that is his teaching you and I, that he falls in a ground where there is no understanding. So Satan comes and still the words that have been sown in the heart of men. Is somebody hearing me? The second category is one that falls in a rocky ground. Are you there? And the Bible says that, yes, they jubilate. You know, I will say that how many of us hear words and we go and we are so happy are you there with me? We hear clips, we see encouraging clips and that. But one of the things that I want to warn the church is about offenses. Offenses can take us out, irrespective of who we are. And I'm going to prove to you that even Jesus was offended. But he bounced back quickly. And what the apostle Paul said, and what the Pharisees, are you there with me? And you see, Offenses, the Bible says that they are bound to come. Are you there with me? One of the first things that I just want to warn everybody is that God is doing something beautiful in our life. We are all growing together. And over the past 10 or probably, let me start using 11 because we are about um, two months away from our 11th anniversary. 
are you there with me? We had people with us that God genuinely delivered them. God genuinely delivered them and God was doing something precious in their life, but offenses took them away. And let us not think that we are special than them. Because Jesus wants us. Today our communion, are you there with me? We are going to cleanse or we are going to purge. We are going to clean. We are going to wipe our conscience. And sometimes one of the things that worries us and causes us not to see God, not to hear God, even through preaching, is because our conscience has been affected by offenses. Or sometimes our conscience has been affected by our own lies and false life that we are living. Or our conscience has been, has been affected by sin. So then we can't hear God. When God comes through, we can't hear. And the seed that is sown is it doesn't develop. The first verse of scripture that I want to read, if I have taken off well, okay, and please sit tight. I will not be long. It's communion service. But it's just to warn the church because this beautiful family that we have here, it has to grow. And it will grow in the name of Jesus. But if we don't seal that, are you there with me? Somebody may think, are you there? Somebody may think, I mean, what, what, Somebody may think, this is God's business. And we are in this because of love and because of what we know. And a calling upon our life. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Yes, because you see, over the years, it has been like, oh, if I am offended, so I pull you out. I am offended. Me, my wife, and my children, we are out. Out where? Whilst the Bible says that when you hear the word, the second attack that comes to you is persecution. And as he was expounding it, come to verse 41. Is somebody hearing me? Meaning that everybody that hears the word will be offended. Are you there? Now, in Matthew chapter 3, in Matthew chapter 13, I beg your pardon, he started talking about the parable of the sower. Then, as he was expounding it in verse 21, listen to what he says, Matthew chapter 13, verse 21. He says that the group that hears the word, in fact, let me read from verse 20. Matthew, is somebody there with me? Is it on the screen? It's on the screen. So, Matthew chapter 13, right? If we start from verse... It says, but he that received the seed in a stony place is the same that hears the word. And a man with joy receives it. Are you there with the word? Father, this is a powerful word, this teaching, this and that and that. But what happens afterwards? The Bible says that yet he has, yet has he not root in himself, but endured for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. 
Are you there with me? So I gave this illustration of this nice tomato plant. The tomato that are on now are still green and they are smallish. They are not fully grown. The Bible says, the word that we hear, oh, pastor, this was a nice word. This was a powerful word. The Bible is trying to tell us that we will go through a season before the fruit comes out. And even when the fruit comes out, it's going to be either a hundredfold, and I pray that everybody aim for a hundredfold return of a particular truth. Are you there with me? Or a sixtyfold or a thirtyfold. But before we get to that and see the fruit of the good word that we have heard, are you there with me? God's intention, remember Jesus Christ, he is the word made flesh. The same word that we were hearing, he bore the fruit of it totally. Is somebody hearing me? And he himself also had to go through offensive situations, but he bounced back. Is somebody hearing me? Now, one of the prophecies of the end times in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus was talking about what is going to happen in the end time. And I believe that it is roughly the season in which we are living in. One of the things that he warned the hearers, and this he says to one, Max is, he says to all. One of the things recorded in the Bible I'm about to read is that we have to be careful of offenses. He says offenses is said that even humans, and I'm going to talk that sometimes Satan plans certain people to deliberately offend us. And when they offend us, they take us out of the line of God. They take us out of the blessing of God. Unless you forgive and you move on at your workplaces, in the corporate world, at the shopping mall, your neighbors, sometimes it is deliberate. And we're going to see it all in the scriptures. Is there is somebody coming along with me? One of the first things that I want you to say is that while Jesus was talking about the end time, he warns us about offenses as well. So let's look at Matthew chapter 24. And I'm going to read from 7 to 11 very quickly. The Bible says that for nations, this I've taken it from somewhere, are you there? It's not from the beginning of Jesus' teaching on the end times. But one of the things that he says was that nations shall rise against nation. Are we living in such a period? Kingdoms against kingdom, and there shall be farming, there shall be pestilence. Is there pandemic? Are you there, pestilence? And what? Earthquake. And what? Di- the earthquake in diverse places. Then listen to another thing that he said. Verse 8. He says that all these things are the beginning of sorrow. Are you there with me? This is just the beginning of sorrow. Meaning that the end time, there will be a lot of sorrowful movement. Sorrowful movement by minus us. Is somebody hearing me? And we have to be determined that minus us. That is why we are preparing the church. Is somebody hearing me? He goes on to say, verse 9. Then shall... They deliver you to be afflicted and shall kill you. And what? He shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. There will be a rise of hatred because we believe, because we are Christians, because we are Christ-like. Is somebody hearing me? He goes on to say, then shall many be offended. Then shall many be offended. And I'll tell you that there are great men of God that did wonders. But at the end, they became offended. And when they became offended, the shelter and the protection around them was broken. Who made them offended? Somebody may ask that, why can a whole powerful, one of the greatest 
ministers that has ever lived. Jesus talked about him, John the Baptist. How can they go even near him and cut his head? But the thing that they said before him was that he was offended. Offenses. Husband, wife, children. Sometimes we come to church, we are on course. We are on course. We are on course for something great. We are on course. Then just at the car park, just at the junction, just a husband, just a wife, just a work colleague, deliberately offends us. Please, today, shake it all off and keep going. Shake it all off and keep going. For we are on course for greater things. Because, you see, if there is no manifestation of God in our lives, then we cannot prove God. But if we have to prove that there is a God, there should be manifestations of him alive in our life. But one of the things that I'm warning is that Jesus sees it. That watch it, because it will stop your blessings. Say, watch it. Are you seeing it? He goes on to say, Then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall, shall hate one another. Please. Let's watch this in the church. Let not bring, are you there with me, a trouble that probably happened at a car park, a quarrel you and your husband or your wife or your child had before coming to church. Then you came to church, you put your bag here, and an usher came to take your bag, then suddenly you burst forth. Because it wasn't from here. The source of the anger wasn't from here. You get it? Now the usher is in trouble. I have come to give you a shout. Oh, everybody shake, greet somebody. Then the usher to all, ever since he took your bag and you did that, for 25 years in the church, he wouldn't go near you. Are you there with me? And that 25 years, the usher can be in the church. The usher can be, sorry, I'm using an usher. The usher can be in the church. The usher can be in the church. Are you there with me? Then be missing out because that thing is blocking his breakthrough. Is somebody hearing me? Then verse 11 says that, And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. So all as part of the end time, the things that we should watch out is offenses. Is somebody hearing me? Now, offenses, according to these two verses of scriptures, they are bound to come. Nobody will escape from offenses. Nobody will escape from offenses, but we are immune. Glory be to God. Say, I am immune. By this, immunization is what we are doing now. Are you there with me? Yeah, you know it. And just, just be this thing that, you know, this is my loved one. He can easily offend me. Especially if we come to forgiveness, you analyze, you analyze the offender, you find out that it's the people you love that hurts you. Okay, we'll learn all about this. Glory be to God. But in the next few weeks, it's going to be very great. Are you there with me? We're going to be ministers upon ministers. Are you there next week? Are you there with me? And um, yeah, Prophet Joe is coming again. Uh, not next week, on the 20th. Then Reverend um, Pastor Jacob, are you there with me? Because we've had a, a time out. So this is our beefing up. Glory be to God. But prepare yourself. Is somebody hearing me? So all these things are preparation that you are not taking out. Are you there? Now, I read two verses of scripture, two portions of scripture very quickly. In Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 18, 
verse 7. Jesus was talking. Then listen to what he says. He says, woe unto the world because of offenses. Woe unto the world because of offenses. Now, where are, is anybody in the world? Anybody in the world? You see yourself in the world? Okay. Now, he said, woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must need be that offenses come. How do you understand that? It must needs be that offenses come. Jesus is teaching you and I that woe unto the world. Then he says, it must needs be that offenses come. Now, not only need be that offenses come, but he says that but woe to the man by whom the offenses come. Are you there with me? So one, he is talking about who the victim that has been affected. Then he's also warning the source of the offense. Now, don't worry about the source of the offense. Or even if you are the source of the offense, be careful. Because the Bible tells us in Romans that we shouldn't offend. Are you there with me? If you are, unless you do not know that you have offended. And if you do not know that you have offended, are you there with me? In Christianity, the Bible tells us in Matthew, and I'm going to read it to you, that if a brother trespass against you, go to the brother. Oh, pastor, do you know this that you said? I was really offended. Oh, I didn't really mean it. I didn't even know this. Are you there? We settle it there and there. If the pastor or the brother doesn't hear, you go to that. There's a process. All recorded. Jesus taught us. Is somebody hearing me? Don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep it to yourself. Because it's, it, it is stopping. And I'm going to show you. It's stopping your blessings. Is somebody hearing me? Now, the other portion of scripture is in Luke chapter 17. And let's read 1 to 4 very quickly. Is somebody learning something this afternoon? Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. I'm going to read 1 to 4 very quickly. This is what Jesus says. The way Luke recorded this was that offenses are bound to come. Matthew has said this, the same truth, the way Matthew puts it. But here in the Luke he was telling us that the offenders will be severely punished. Those who deliberately offend Christians. Are you there with me? Okay. Now, I take it from verse 1. Matthew chapter, uh, Luke chapter 17 from verse 1. He says, Then said he unto the disciples. Remember, disciples are his students that was teaching them. He says, It is impossible that offenses will come. How do you understand it? It is impossible the offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It is impossible that offenses will come. But woe unto him through that he's trying to say that definitely along the line, offenses will come your way. But you don't worry. The person that brought the offense, he goes on to say, verse 2: it were better for him that the millstone were hung about his neck and cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Are you there with me? So watch out. Are you there with me? If you are the source, are you there with me? If you are the source, watch out that you don't offend somebody who is actually a believer. Otherwise, a millstone, you see those times, the grinding was done by a big stone, flat stone upon another flat stone, two stones running together and it grinds whatever grain. Are you there with me? The making of their wheat, the making of their flour and everything is being ground. And that stone, all right, he's using that stone as an example that it is like hanging that stone. It, it is better for you. 
because your judgment is going to be very great. Are you there with me? Then verse 3 says that, Take heed unto yourself. If a brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. Are you there with me? And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day, ten and ten, it says that seven times in a day, ten again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Are you there with me? This is how we relate. Are you there with me? If people offend us, seven times in a day, Peter went on to ask a question concerning this. Are you there with me? So offenses, this two portion of scripture that says that nobody from henceforth should leave Christianity or should leave this assembly because of offenses. Then you have not really understood because offenses are bound to come. The same thing that caused offense in this marriage, the same thing that caused offense in this church, the same thing that caused offense in this business, the same thing that caused offense, let me put it in general, marketplace, you think, oh, I'm leaving this organization because this person is offensive. No. Offenses are bound to come. And God is giving us, is somebody hearing me? Because don't ever think that this, because of this offense, I'm backing out. I'm leaving the church. Uh, because of this offense, I'm leaving the choir. Because of the, I will not usher again. Because of this offense, I will No, no, because the other, wherever you go, they'll meet you there. Unless you pass that test. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let's go on. There was a time in John chapter 16 that he was telling them that, you know, I'm telling you this so that you will not be offended. Meaning that the work is such that if we are not careful, are you there with me? Along the way, we can be offended. In John chapter 16, verse 1, look, listen to what he says. He said, these things I have spoken to you that he should not be offended. What is Jesus saying? Meaning that take it out. Take it out of your ministry. Say, I'm taking it out. Say, I'm taking it out. Say, today I'm taking it out of my ministry. He says that, listen, I am preparing you. I am preparing you. This is what God has laid on my heart. I was caught between favor. Preaching favor and this, and this was coming stronger. This was becoming stronger and stronger. Verses of scriptures, and even I've not even gone deep. The verses of scripture that were pouring in my heart as I was driving, the verses of scripture that was pouring in my heart. So I believe that God is making something. And I, I sincerely believe that we are closing a particular door. Please, if I've offended you, today I'm going to uh, ask for your forgiveness after the service. Amen. Because Jesus himself, in John chapter, uh, no, Matthew chapter 16, look at it. He said, you have, you have offended me. But look at what he did after us. Are you there with me? But us, we should learn from Jesus. Because the moment we get offended, what do we do? We move away from those people that have offended us. Isn't it? Isn't it? But look, look at Jesus here. Let's start from, uh, where should we start from? Let's start from just uh, 23. Okay. The Bible says, Jesus was telling, he says, I do what I see my father doing. My ministry was a bit higher. Now, it's not a bit higher. It's really, really high. And this is what the father wants me to do. And this is what we are going to do. So he started telling Peter about how he was going to suffer how he was going to be crucified, how he was going to be betrayed, how he was going to... Then Peter came in and started rebuking him. Then verse 23, he said to him, 
But he turned and said unto Peter, Are you there with me? Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me. Are you there with me? Then he goes on to say, For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but what? Those things which be of men. Then he said unto the disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And what? Take up the cross and follow me. Because you see, one, do you know the number one thing that brings offenses is the me. We highly esteem ourselves. Why did he do this to me? Why? Why did he do this to me? And because of the me factor, the whole thing is expounded. No, this shouldn't happen. He shouldn't have done this. He knew it. He shouldn't have done it. It's the me fatter. So the cross is your will. Your cross is the will. Meaning that, you see, in this thing that we are in, are you there with me? I mean, there are painful moments. We have to leave it and go out. You are nobody. Sorry to say. No, I'm this. I'm educated. I'm this. I have this. I have this. I can walk. I can jump. I can read. Glory, glory be to God. Are you there with me? But it's the me factor. Jesus is giving us a key in this place here. Now, let me say this to one church workers where a lot of offenses come. Pastors, bishops, choir, uh, choir directors, instrumentalists, where offenses come. There was a time that a great man that really served God moved with, according to the word of God, the prophecies of Isaiah, found himself in prison where there wasn't any prophecy about him being in prison. But listen to what Jesus said. You know, whatever it is, if your blessings delay, have patience. It's part of it. Are you there with me? But don't get offended because it takes a certain protection around you. Is somebody hearing me? Now, in Matthew chapter 11, and I'm going to read 2 to 6 very quickly. The Bible says that now John had heard in prison the works of Christ. He sent two of his disciples and said unto them, Are thou he that is to come? Are you really, really? I remember when we were being baptized. I heard it. I heard it in my spirit. I heard it that you are the Messiah. But if you are the Messiah, then what is happening to my ministry? What is it? What exactly is happening? Are you really the Messiah? The Bible says that. And he said, Are thou the Messiah? Jesus answered and said unto Go and show John again those things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The leper is cleansed. The deaf hear. And the dead is raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. Are you there with me? Sometimes we do the God, we do, we counsel people, we are calling people, we are encouraging people. But God, how about me? How about this prayer that I put before you? What is happening to me? 
Are you there? And these are the times that if you are not careful, you'll be offended with God. You'll be offended in Christ. You'll be offended with the body of Christ. You'll be offended with Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? He says that blessed is he who is not offended. Are you there with me? So, please. Then another thing that church workers, two verses of scripture are put together for church workers to watch out, is that there are certain offenses which are deliberate from Satan. Are you there with me? There are certain offenses which are deliberate from Satan. Pastor, how do you know? When you look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 41, the Bible warns us, are you there with me? The Bible warns us that he says he, he gave a parable of, um, I hope somebody is coming along with me. Is somebody understanding me? Okay. Now, the Bible talks about a parable of the good seeds that was sown by the Son of Man in the kingdom and the uh, people that are being planted by Satan. But in verse 41, he begins to talk about the harvest time when the angels come. The angels are going to separate the good seeds and put them in the barns. That is, who we'll end up in heaven. And he classified the satanic agent. Listen to the words that he used. He said, the son of man shall send his angels and they shall gather out of, all, gather out of his kingdom all that what? Offend and what? All that what? Offend and what? And what? Do iniquity. Do people that sin and people that offend. I mean, some, some you see, deliberately. You know, sometimes, if you see, sometimes as a pastor, I can, I can watch. I say, man, I mean, this person, you, you are not coming for a prayer meeting. You are not coming for Bible. You are not coming for outreach. You are not coming for this. But then if a new person comes, then it's like, the body language and everything tells that you are not happy. What, what, what exactly are you? Are you there with me? Sometimes I see it all the time. All the time. All the time. Are you there with me? And it is up to you, the church worker, to identify these things. Are you there? That they are purposely planted for something else. Is somebody hearing me? Purposely planted for something else. Look at Romans. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. The Bible says, this is what Paul identified that also. And this is what he says. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. Please, every church worker, please take note of this and begin to see those that cause division. Are you there with me? Those, sometimes you can pick them out. You can pick them out. Find out that somebody is just having a, a, a child a party those days. I'm not talking about uh, this. You know, no, this. I started this job 99 when I had my first opportunity to stand and pastor a church. Are you there with me? In 1999. So don't ever think some of these examples, probably you weren't even born. If you were born, not in this assembly or even if it's this assembly. But sometimes the way you can, I just pick that, somebody can say, oh, I'm doing a case part. And you find out that in the church, there are so many other cases, but you invite particular people. Then over the years, I watch that those friendship turns into something else. Then there they go, there they go, there they go. Then later, all scattered again because it's not from God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, you would see in this verse of scripture, it says, I beseech you, brethren, mark them that cause division and offenses. So as a leader, as an employee, you find out that some people, when they come into your group, the, the, the master plan is what? To split the group, group, and also what? 
deliberately causing offenses. And what, what should, I mean, what should tell you? Either that person is being used and does not know. Is somebody hearing me? Or that person, he knows exactly what they are doing. I mean, they really, they really sent. Hallelujah. So, you, the church worker, should mark. Mark those that do this. Is somebody learning something today? Is somebody learning something today? You know, the Apostle Paul, he says something very interesting. He says, you know, so many things have happened to me to be offended. So many people have offended me. But I try not to hold it against them or I try not to be offended. Because when I'm offended, it affects my conscience. And the conscience is the part that causes you to hear clearly from God. Every move. Are you there with me? Especially for direction. Your conscience has to be clear. Has to be clear. You shouldn't get your conscience stirred or your conscience mad. Otherwise, even when God sends you a word, a confirmation word, you may not even know that this is a confirmation word. If God is trying to direct you into a particular business, a particular breakthrough, he loves you, you paid your tithe, you've given your offering, but because your conscience is stirred, it's like you are just like a mere man. So Paul says that, you know what? Offenses is something that affects our conscience. In Acts chapter 24, Acts chapter 24, verse 16, listen to what he says. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Are you there? Acts chapter, Acts chapter 24, verse 16. Acts chapter 24, verse 16. Look, okay, listen to what he says. He says, and herein do I exercise myself. I don't mean. Exercise myself means that what? I work on it, isn't it? Say work on it. Work on it. I have always a conscience void of offense towards what? God and towards what? Are you, there? It is, you see, if you are not careful, you can be offended with God. If you are not careful, you can be offended with man. The thing is gone and happened and gone. But that thing that that pastor did, you are still holding on to it. That thing that that brother did, that thing that that friend did, that thing that happened at year six, that thing that happened at uh, year 20, that thing. Are you there with me? That disappointment, that betrayal. Are you there? So you see, he didn't separate himself that, oh, it's only God. No, he says that men, I try as much as possible because, because it can mend my destiny. Another thing that Titus, Paul, the same Paul wrote to a young um, minister. Let's read Titus first, then write what he told Timothy about. Are you there? Titus chapter 1, verse 15. 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 He says, unto the pure, all things are pure, okay? Now, okay, let me just say this. Supposing um, uh, I would say, if I'm not pure, everything that I see is unpure. 
Are you there with me? So I will say, um, Andriana, Andriana went to the kitchen. And as she was coming, are you there with me? She was chewing something. Then straight away, my conscience behind me tells me that, ah, the biscuit in the fridge. She's going to stolen the biscuit in the fridge. Do you know what? I, if I get a chance, I'll steal the biscuit in the fridge. That is why I'm thinking like that. But somebody who is pure, he's chewing something and so what? He doesn't even bother you. Sometimes you see a young girl and a young, what? straight away, then your mind goes to, you see uh, somebody, straight away your mind, oh, this person, I'm sure he's uh, stealing something. I'm sure he's a bad person. Because you yourself, you are bad. Sometimes concerned. So the, to the pure, all things are pure. Are you there with me? My pastor told me one story right there. You know this country, I don't know whether you know the law. Are you there with me? You know the law about pornography and you know the law about a billboard with a lady with a toothpaste. Okay? And my pastor didn't really tell me which of the uh, friends who had pastor's meeting. He used this verse of scripture to explain something to us. Okay? This billboard was in somewhere in Old Kent Road and that and that. And you know the law of this country. And also, this is not advertising panty or advertise toothpaste to teeth. The brother looked at the lady on the toothbrush and said, oh, a lot of cars will get accidents because of either. So the pastor said, no, what, how is your mind working? How is your mind working? Toothpaste advert will cause, so we find that the brother's mind is somewhere else. Are you there with me? And it happens a lot. Sometimes uh, these people I don't trust them. These uh, pastors, I don't. Because if you get a chance, what you will do? That is why your mind is working like that. This verse of scripture says that to the pure, what? Unto the pure, all things are pure. But what? To what? The defiled and the unbelieving, nothing is pure. And even their mind and their conscience is defiled. That is why people don't trust charismatic church. Sometimes they, they give up themselves. Ah, me, out for this church. Add for this, add for me. No, 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 no. Add for this. Because when they, they will not serve God properly. He says that, listen, to what? To the defiled and the unbelieving. To the defiled and to the unbelieving, they don't, they, what? Things are not pure because what? Their conscience has been stirred. So then we, the believers, what can we learn out of this? Because this, your conscience, can really lead you to your breakthrough. I there with me. The man of God was saying that it's not every time that you have to pray. Sometimes God will whisper to you, give an offering. And that offering that you give, even in that tight moment, you bring a tremendous. You know, Solomon, it, it wasn't a prayer that it, it was a thousand bent offering. Thousand bent offering. Today, let me tell you that go and buy a thousand sheep. How much will it cost you? Are you there? When you go to Smithfield Market, the whole sheep that is one piece, or go to Optin Park, or go to one of these local places, ask for half of a, a lamb. This one, they've taken the years and the head off. Oh. They'll tell you 35 quid. Pastor, how do you know? I'm just guessing. Are you there with me? Or they'll tell you 40 quid. Is there any witness? So just imagine the other half also 80 quid. So probably the full one without being slaughtered that you get from there, probably might be about 70 or 80 quid or 90 quid. Okay, go and buy a thousand and say, God, I thank you. Kill them. Offer it to God. That night, God visited me. It wasn't prayer. And God said, ask what you want. 
Are you there? But if God is telling you, don't pray, don't fast, give, sing, don't pray, they sing at this for your this breakthrough. How would you pick up? Because your conscience has been defiled. You have messed your own. Another thing that also Paul warned Timothy. In First Timothy chapter 4, verse. So I believe somebody is learning something. First Timothy, we're about to take communion. Amen. Very soon, I'll signal, I'll signal you to get it ready. Okay, the communion is said that because of, um, you know what I mean, if a family take a piece, you get it? Share with. MF, if you take a piece, share with your family. Okay, so it's, it's in big loaves. Let them have it. Okay? Glory be to God. Amen. Now, look at this. First Timothy chapter 4, 1 and 2. Okay? Where he talks about conscience. He says, all these things affect our conscience. He says, now the Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirit, seducing, seducing spirit, and what? And doctrines of devils. Okay, he's not finished yet. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience stirred with hot iron. So you find out that a conscience was supposed to be straight because of doctrine of devils, because of seducive uh, things you hear, because of very, it, it affects your conscience. If your conscience is supposed to be like this, are you there with me? It's like a conscience. If a rod is supposed to be like this, when you put it in hot uh, metal, it begins to burn. Then you have affected your own conscience. And Paul says, I use my conscience to serve God. I am quick. I am fast. I know what to do. I know when to run through the window. I know when to stand and face my enemy. I know what to do. Look at what I did. Because my conscience was trapped. But one of the things is that on my way to greatness, there were many offensive periods. But I didn't want it to affect my conscience. Is somebody hearing me? You know, one may ask that, how do you detect whether your conscience is right or wrong? How do you detect? Are you there with me? Okay, let me just give you an example. Supposing I've come to Laura's place. Are you there with me? And uh, blah, 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 I came to... Laura's house and uh, Carl's pen is lying there and Joshua takes it. Are you there with me? I saw it first in Laura's house. Then I'm at home. Then I see the pen. Ah, how did he get here? Because this, I've seen it before. Isn't this the toy or this thing that Joshua, you yourself, are you there? If you don't do anything to the child, your heart will prick you. Your heart will tell you that. No, 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 no. Correct this child. You get it? If you don't do anything about it, you see something in organization. You see something in organization that is constant, and you don't do anything about. Gradually, 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 this the the Holy Spirit. See, when even when you swear, when you swear, nothing happens to you. When you say certain things, even sometimes when you, depending on how sharp your conscience is, but sometimes when you watch certain movies, certain clips, WhatsApp, when it comes straight away, you don't delete it. These things, it affects your conscience, little by little. Before you realize, they call a situation dullness of heart. Then you can lie and lie and lie, nothing moves you. You get it? But listen to what First John says. First John gives us a solution. Okay? He said, little children, First John 3, I'm reading from 18 to 21. Is somebody learning anything? 
He said, little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deeds and in truth. Are you there with me? He said, hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our heart before him. Are you there with me? And shall assure our heart before him. Look at verse 21. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. So you find out that sometimes you begin to pray, but you find out that there is a heaviness. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. You better check it. Sometimes you've even forgotten. Are you there? As you begin to worship, oh, today, I said, so, some will say, oh, the place is heavy. No, 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 no. Sometimes the place can be heavy, the place can be heavy. Are you there with me? But no, no, sometimes, you see you're not breaking through. Your heart is heavy. And I ask God, why? Okay, he goes on to say, uh, how do you call him? He says, where? If, he says that, if our, he says, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. So, I mean, you begin the prayer, there's a flow. You begin the prayer, there's not a flow. God is telling you something. God is telling you something. Another way is the communion. Say the communion. communion. When a conscience has been stirred, if you believe, you can get your conscience right all over again. Perfect. Perfect to hear from God. Perfect to serve the living God. Hebrews. And I'm closing. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Look at this promise. You know, sometimes you take the application form. Are you there with me? And as you begin to fail, you get to a point that your heart begins to weigh you down. But let it not be that all those things, we don't feel it. We don't. It affects our service. It affects our breakthrough greatly. Greatly, greatly, greatly. Hallelujah. There are certain services that you have to be there. There are certain things that you have to hear. There are certain books that you have to read. But let the Spirit of God guide us, guide our hearts. Are you there with me? Now, I read this verse of Scripture. Now, talking about the blood of Jesus. This is what he says. Okay? And as we take the communion... You are going to make this prayer sincerely. Amen. You are going to utter this prayer sincerely. Okay. You see, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offer himself without spot to God? Are you there with me? So, he's describing the blood of this thing. Then, what Jesus went through to offer himself to God. But, the last sentence is trying to tell us the purpose or one of the things, one of the uh, reasons for the blood that was shed that we drink in communion. Are you there with me? He says that purge our conscience from what? Dead works. To what? Serve the living God. Are you there with me? Purge. Do you understand what it means by purge? We all understand what it means by purge. Otherwise, get, can you get a, a, a plain Bible? Can we get an amplifier? Can we get a plain Bible for the page to be? Are you there? So today, as you stand to take the communion, 
Are you there with me? It is your responsibility. It is you. And you don't have to believe that as from henceforth, as from now, this blood of Jesus touches my lips and go into me. My conscience has been purged. And it's a seed and build it. Build it to the highest. Build it to the highest. Build it to the highest in the name of Jesus. Build it to the highest of this thing. Well, you first go to understand. And the Bible says, if there's anything that is wrong, your heart will condemn you. God will tell you, no, there is an unforgiveness. This that happened 17 years ago, you are still holding on to it. This that happened in this, you are still holding on to it. Let it go. Are you there with me? Then we take the communion. Then we take the communion. Let me just say this, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, there was something happening in the church. And Paul condemned it. And he says, listen, people are not discerning the body of Christ. Because you know what they were doing? They were fighting among themselves so much that when, you know, like I would say, Andrew and Sister Laura or Lady Laura, you know you are not agreeing. You are bearing grass. When the communion, when the bread gets to you, you make sure Laura doesn't get some. And that was what they were doing. Then he said, why don't you eat at home? Don't use the communion for such as that. You break a big, break a big lamb. Are you there with me? So that somebody else will not get some. Are you there with me? Then he says that because of this, many die. And many, are you there with me? Because they are not descending the body of Christ. That you see, me and you make the body. Only me cannot make the body. Sometimes people that take certain offenses and still bearing graduate churches, they are affecting them, themselves. They, they wouldn't be alive to spiritual things. Revelation that people are jubilating that, oh, this word was powerful, I will never be the same again. And that. Then they say, what's happening? What's happening? What? They are not getting, because spiritually, spiritually they are, are you there with me? So today we are going to stand up to clean the plate, clean the slate. Wipe it all by the blood of Jesus, not my blood. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody understanding? In the name of Jesus. I say again, okay, and this is how you are going to do. At part of your prayer, you are going to say, how much more, how much more shall the blood of Jesus purge my conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Amen. You can, you remember that, isn't it? Remember that sometimes some of these things you have to say to yourself over and over and over for you to believe. You have to hear it for you to believe. Disturb everybody apart from yourself. Because your tongue, according to Psalm 45, is already, it's already right and right onto your heart. Sometimes you have to think about it. Think about it. And in thinking about it, it falls into your heart. Then when you speak it out in prayer, when you speak it out, it happens. When you speak it out, it happens because we have to be sharp. We have the reason why the children of God are not sharp concerning spiritual things is because of that. It's because our conscience has been stirred. And sometimes their conscience has been stirred. Well, your own this thing started from childhood. Little, little things. Cheating in homeworks. Cheating in this. Unfaithful in this. Unfaithful in this. So by the time you grow, oh God, come through and that and that. Either the Holy Spirit prompted you several times. Several times. And he does, as I say, the Spirit of God will not strive with man forever. 
The Bible also warns us that he that hardens his heart, he that corrected, he that is corrected and still hardened, his neck will be broken suddenly without remedy. So God plays his part. God plays his part. God plays his part. God plays his part. But after a point, but we have the communion that today, if you have heard and you have faith, make a sincere prayer. It's not time that you go to the bathroom. It's not time that you are going to see uh, who bought the onions for me. You make a sincere this thing and this within this 15 minutes. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.